Hi everyone, welcome to the Restoring Rapport Podcast. My name is Seth Hensley and this is a show dedicated to young believers pursuing the goal of healthy marriage and family. You know, we live in a world where getting married and starting a family is far too often postponed for longer than God designed and pushed to the back burner in favor of less important things. But the good news is that it doesn't have to stay this way. As young believers, we have the choice to prioritize what matters most in our lives every day and to live face to face with God and others. Every Thursday and Sunday on this show, I'll be sharing research conducting interviews and reviewing articles on the importance of marriage and family for society. I'll also be releasing exclusive content such as spoken word poetry, allegorical short stories, and bonus episodes for subscribers. Friends, God did not set us up to live life alone. The truth of the matter is that every minute of your adult life that you wait to marry is a minute of your life that you're not spending with your life partner. While some might be content to live with the consequences of this arrangement, I would argue that those who wish to spend as much of their life as possible with their mate are perfectly within reason and soundness of value to do so. It is my deepest hope that this podcast inspires Generation Z to pursue marriage, become the best spouses and parents the world has ever seen, serve with furious intentionality, love well, and discover the joy of hanging the moon for another. To access my sources, subscribe to the show, or get your copy of my latest book, visit anchor.fm slash seth hensley or check out the show notes of each episode. Hi guys, I just wanted to give you a quick disclaimer that the recording quality in this episode is not as high as normal because I recorded with the wrong microphone. I accidentally recorded with my webcam instead of my uh, podcast microphone, so the video, the audio quality, sorry, is not going to be as good as normal. Wanted to give you a heads up about that. So sorry, that won't happen again, um, but... I hope you guys enjoy anyway. All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 134 of the Restoring Report podcast. We're super excited for the content we've got planned out for you guys today. As always, this is a podcast about keeping marriage and family as central goals for young believers and prioritizing relationship in a world of many distractions. And today, we are going to be finishing up the video review of Jordan Peterson's Advice for Newlyweds that we started last week. If you did not get a chance to listen to that, do not pick up here. Go back and catch the last episode where we reviewed the first portion of this video. His main advice, just to summarize a little bit for you guys, is that he was attempting to tell people, newlyweds, he was he was asked at the very beginning of the video, what's the advice for newlyweds that you would give? And the first thing he said was, don't stop dating. And what he went on to explain he meant by that was, don't stop putting effort into maintaining romance and not letting the flame go out. Uh, which I think is wonderful marriage advice and I don't hear that much from professional counselors. This guy's a very credible counselor. He's counseled for years. He has the equivalent of 38 PhDs. So if you're interested in, um, you know, getting that premarital counseling that uh, many people look for to go before they go into a marriage, this guy's a wonderful resource. I'd highly recommend him um, because I'm actually using it for myself. You know, I don't just give you guys resources that I don't trust. Jordan Peterson is somebody that I take newlywed advice from. As somebody who's going to be married soon, I am going to definitely heed what this guy's saying in my personal marriage. If I'm doing that for me, you know I think it's good advice, and I think I'm giving you the top quality advice there is out there. So I just want to tell you guys that that you can trust uh, the resources that I, resources that I give you. He then went on to say that um, it's going on to date your spouse post post marriage takes effort and work, and that it was important to keep that up to date. So now let's find out what he says. Another important piece of newly newly wet newly wet advice is for you guys. And then that's a miracle, you know, that you got the person you wanted, maybe. 
that miracle that you got the person you wanted. And, you know, if you're careless about that, you forget that person and they forget it too. And then you settle into this kind of dry, humdrum, settling down boredom that also makes you likely to drift, you know, even romantically and to become bored and, and cynical. Guys, and guys, that's another thing I would say. He's What he's talking about here is settling into that dry, humdrum lifestyle, something that a lot of people do. And sure, they might not be getting a divorce, but do they have a healthy marriage? I don't think so. So you need to ask yourself, what do you want? Do you simply want a marriage that doesn't end in divorce, or do you want a happy marriage? Prioritize romance under those circumstances because you're working a lot, and you're tired, and you got responsibilities, and you know maybe you still love your partner, but the romance falls mm. to eleven on a priority list of ten, and you never get yeah. past five on the list, you know. And so even though you like it, perhaps you don't have time, or it's make time for it. Sufficiently important. It's like that's wrong. You know your kids will benefit from the mm. beauty of your relationship. They'll benefit from that more Something than anything that, um, else. I've received a lot of advice on from people that I trust dearly on marriage um, is not letting your children become the center of your marriage. And sure, children are going to change the way you interact with your spouse, but in the end, they're not the reason that you got married, and it's important to remember that. We don't get married just to procreate and have a healthy home for children. We get married because it's not good that man should be alone, right? We, we get married because we do not have all we need to succeed. We are not enough in and of ourselves. And it's a beautiful thing to have somebody to rely on who brings things to the table that we do not have. And we get married to build a beautiful connection and a relationship with somebody, right? And it's always important to remember that that is a real uh, priority in your marriage. And to let to not let kids come above that as beautiful as they are and as... Um, as much as you love them, that's something that I've been advised um, to just protect, guys. Just protect the original romantic connection that you have with your spouse and make sure you're spending time together. Make sure, as we said last week, that you're rooting out the foxes that are disrupting the vines, that you're rooting out the problems or the hindrances that are standing between you and a healthier relationship with your spouse. Make sure that you're putting in the effort to have that romantic connection. And I think that's something you can't go wrong with. Again, wonderful advice from Jordan Peterson here. And so that, it needs to be, I don't know, is it number one? Mm. It might be number one on the priority list to, to work hard, to work diligently to maintain the romance in your relationship. That's rule, I don't know. That's eight, great. Can be Love that. I think it's... I don't hear many. I don't hear many therapists saying that. This is just beautiful. To do it practically, you gotta have a date at least once a week. My mentors actually don't just have a date once a week. They actually sit down daily with each other. They have what they call three o'clock coffee, and they sit down every single day. Every single day, they sit down and they have a protected space. They have protected hour that they do not let external demands come into. Right. They do not let anything come into that hour, that three o'clock coffee with each other, where they sit down, they have a drink, and they talk to one another. That's their protected time. That's their protect, protected space. And that for that reason, and many other reasons, they have one of the healthiest marriages I've ever seen in my life. And that's why I go to them for mentoring, guys. I mean, look to people who are where you want to be, who have the marriage that you want to have, right? If somebody doesn't have the marriage you want to have, don't ask them for marriage advice. Don't listen to what they say, because you don't want to end up where they are. Ask somebody that you want to end up where they are what you should do to build a healthy marriage, right? And have that, that's one, that's one of the things I think they're all gonna tell you, because guys, I go to people 
for advice in this realm. And all of them, all the people that I trust and that I uh, want to have a marriage like spend regular protected time with one another. And they protect that quality time. They protect that space and that time from anything that would seek to get in the way of their connection. That is their time. That's their hour. They're going to have it. Um, because it's important for the health and romance of their marriage. Beautiful thing. Love that. Wonderful advice from Jordan Peterson there. And I know that because, again, not I'm, I'm not, it's not because I'm married, but it's because the people who I most want to be like and the marriages that I most want to have, or if I couldn't have my own marriage, the marriage that I would choose is my mentors, and they do this. It's an amazing thing that strengthened their connection so much, and um, it's just common sense, guys. It really is. Put your time into what you value, and don't let other things get in the way of that. Hi guys, this is just a quick reminder that you can use the link in the show notes to send me a voice message with a comment or a question. you got to talk for 90 minutes a week about the domestic mm. economy. That's annoying. It's like a management meeting. What the hell's going on in the household? Where where are the finances? Mm. You know, what are we you doing know something that Jefferson Bethke and Jeremy where? Pryor, two additional resources in addition to Jordan Peterson that I would recommend to you guys, something that they say is... Uh, having a yearly annual summit where you talk about the um, direction your your household has gone in the past year as well as what you would like to go uh, and do in the coming year is something that they do yearly, but they also talk about having, you know, regular family meetings, they call them. And that's exactly what he called a domestic, a sit down and talking about the domestic economy is how he phrased it. Um, but just sitting down and I would imagine why he's saying to do that is... Uh, Again, preventing a stressful or anxiety, a stress, a stressful situation from arising, trying to make sure everybody's on the same page, everybody knows what you've got and um, what you're working with so that that's not a stressor on your relationship. Is that what I would imagine he's going to say, but let's go on and he see what he actually says here. There are things coming unglued. What needs to be repaired? Who's doing what job? 90 minutes a week, minimum. You don't do it, you'll get a backlog. And then you'll get divorced, and then you'll have those discussions for five years in court. And so, <coughs> with someone who hates you, and so, with, with lawyers taking all your money while you're doing it. So, 90 minutes a week, man, you better talk to each other and clear away the rubbish. And then 90 minutes a week, you better, you better have your romantic interlude. And you might say, well, I'm not in the mood. It's like... He's well, writing that here. Um, so he's given two kind of uh, foundational pillars for what his newly divided, newly what advice is. One of them, the major umbrella kind of term that he used was don't stop dating your spouse post-marriage, which I think is wonderful advice. And a couple ways he said to do that was protect the connection no matter what, right? Protect the connection from anything that would seek to get in the way and disrupt it. But also, and one way to do that is have 90 minutes of time that you spend together. 90 minutes of time that you spend with your spouse where other things cannot get in the way. If your phone rings, don't answer it. If somebody knocks at the door, don't answer it. If somebody comes over and needs you to do something, don't answer it. Uh, if your children come up to you and need you to help them with some project or homework, don't do it. Now is your time with your spouse. That's the kind of thing he's saying. Um, and another thing he said was have, a, have an economic meeting where you discuss all the things that could potentially be stressors or, or sources of contention in your marriage so that uh, because you address them, they don't create problems, and everybody is on the same page when it comes to you and your spouse. So I think that's wonderful advice. Um, you know, it, it's really important to 
people talk about the importance of communication a lot, but something that Danny Silk says that I find really true for me personally is that communication is really, uh, it, it really doesn't do anything to help you if your goal isn't connection. So, you know, you can communicate like a champ, but if your goal isn't connection with your spouse, that's going to do you no good in building yourself a healthy marriage, right? Uh, you know, you can be as fluent in rhetoric as you want. You can be able to articulate your thoughts perfectly. But if your goal is not connecting with your spouse, uh, have you really done anything for the, the strength and health of your marriage, right? That's the question that I would ask you. And um, so for my personal marriage, what I'm going to take from Jordan Peterson's advice here is that connection has to be the goal. There has to be that protected space. There has to be that protected time for me to spend with my spouse in order for that to remain a priority in the relationship. Like, it's like, I, I don't really feel like it. So like, yeah, no kidding. Because you're tired and the kids are noisy and, you know, what's your point? Like get your act together and get at it, you know, and, and figure out how to get yourself prepared for it. And that's, it's part of your, it's part of your duty, you know, but, it, but more than that, it's like, why would you want to lose that? Mm. There's not that, how many things in your life are genuinely like revitalizing, mm. like, like, like romance, you know, beauty, music. There's a yeah. handful of things, that's but that's really definitely one of them. You don't want to lose that. And, and yet we do. Guys, yet we do. how does that happen? You know, a, a vast majority of the people that I talk to who have been married for a while say that, you know, all the feelings are going to fade. That's the advice they give you. They're like, you know, don't get married just because you are attracted to somebody because those feelings are going to fade. And, um, you know, here we have this man who, you know, from the outside, it looks like he has a wonderful marriage and he's given counseling for years. And he's saying, you know... What, what in your life, there's not that many things in your life that actually revitalize you as much as romance. Why would you want to lose that? Why would you allow yourself to lose that? Why would you not draw a line in the sand and say, I am going to do whatever it takes to ma maintain and protect this connection that I have with my spouse? Because it's one of the most valuable things I have. It's one of the most rejuvenating, revitalizing, life-giving things that I have in my entire life. Why would I allow that to slip away? And I'm not saying that it's gonna. If, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that if you just sit still and drift down the current, that that's not where it's going. Of course, your relationship is going to encounter problems that may make the feelings uh, fade for many people, guys. And what I'm saying is, just draw a line in the sand and say, if that happens, I'm going to do whatever it takes to get the connection back. You know, and, and that's how I'm going to live. That's how I'm going to conduct my marriage. I'm going to do exactly what he just said there. You know, if a kid's crying and I don't have time to do this and that and I'm juggling you know a, a, a job and coming home and cleaning house and cooking dinner and taking care of the kids you know at some point yeah I'm not gonna feel like protecting that one-on-one -on -one time with my spouse it's not gonna be easy it's gonna it's gonna require intentional effort um, and I'm gonna draw a line in the sand and I'm gonna say no we're doing that time what do we need to do to have that time back uh, and you know a lot of people will listen to this and they'll be like well yeah you're just unmarried you don't understand the the how, how difficult it really is to be married and the problems that come with it and uh, you're, you're not going to understand um, how just how busy you are and how much you have to do. And yeah, yeah, I get that. Maybe that's how your marriage is. And I respect that. And you do you do whatever you want with your marriage. Again, this is not marriage advice. But I'm saying what I'm going to do, single people, 
is I'm going to draw a firm line in the sand that that is not going to disrupt the connection with my spouse. Nothing is. Nothing's going to get in the way. And that's what has to be done if you want something to end up as a priority, right? You have to draw a line in the sand and you have to say, this is protected time, this is a protected space, this is protected entity. Hi guys, I want to take a quick break and tell you about an opportunity that you guys have as listeners to become subscribers of this podcast. Now in order to become a sub, all you have to do is follow the subscribe link in the show notes found in the description of each episode. And when you subscribe, you'll get access to exclusive material including additional interviews, all of my spoken word poetry pieces, all of my dramatized allegorical short stories, and even more of my article readings, okay? So lots of content will be available to you that won't be available to anyone else. Subscribing to the show only costs $5 a month, which is less than most people spend on their lunch at work every day, okay? So you won't even notice it disappearing from your bank account. If you enjoy listening to the show and you're looking for an opportunity to financially support the content you care about, this is your chance, okay? Follow the link in the show notes to become a sub. Thank you so much for choosing this show to listen to and now without further ado let's get back to the episode once a week you need a date and you know if you're lucky maybe it's three times a week and if you're sane you can probably manage it twice but once is a minimum and so you gotta make it a priority man and you're gonna have to get that 90 minutes of cluttered economic discussion out of the way beforehand because otherwise it'll exist as a barrier mm. to how many of you guys have heard uh, heard people who go on dates and then they just do shop talk? They just talk about the kids or they talk about what it takes to run the house or they talk about work. That's probably because, according to Jordan Peterson here, what he just said is that's because they haven't got their domestic economic conversation out of the way. And so they go on a date and they bring all that baggage to the table because it's, the, it's what's in the way, right? If you want to have a healthy romantic connection with somebody, that's great. If you go on a date, that's great. But if you haven't gotten that discussion out of the way then it's going to be the first topic of conversation that comes up. You've got to have that communication. You have to. You'll pay for it. You don't want to do it because you, do, you really want to talk to your wife. It's like, no. She doesn't really want to talk to you either. <laughs> because it's, it's the details, the, the painful details of life that have to be negotiated, you know, and it's work. I, I, you know, I'm being a bit cynical about that, but you get my point. And people do avoid that. They leave it in the fog, you know. They leave it in the fog. And if you don't have that 90 minutes conversation and you're all ready for your date, that's when you have that 90 minutes conversation. Yeah, and then the date will just go <laughs> sideways. Mm. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 I mean, the last time Tammy and I had a date at our house, she spent the first five minutes telling me that I wasn't cleaning the sink properly. <laughs> Luckily, we only had five minutes of clutter to get through. So, mm. and, and that meant that we'd had an awful lot of conversations there's plenty of complexity in the household. It's like when you're skiing. To use a single analogy here, it's like when you're saying, he's, sa he's saying, get that domestic economy discussion out of the way before you go on your date. Because if you don't, it's going to be the sole topic of conversation once you're on the date. And he's, he would probably advise getting out of the house for your dates for the very reason he just said. The last time his wife and he had a date at home, you know, she ended up telling him he wasn't cleaning the sink properly because there's the reminder, it's right in front of you standing in the kitchen. Uh, so maybe getting out, maybe get out of the house. That might be a good idea. But also, he's saying it, to, to use an example that a lot of you, a single people might be able to relate to. He's probably saying something like, or not skiing. That was bad. I meant, um, oh shoot, roller skating. So you go to the roller skating rink in the summer. School's out. You haven't been for a whole year. Uh, you you absolutely suck. You put the roller skates on. It gets you a couple. It takes you a couple minutes to get even adjusted enough to 
you know, stand up and uh, crawl your weight or, or uh, slide along the wall into the rink. You get out there, you skate around with your friends for an hour. Right as that hour and a half is elapsing, you've kind of gotten your feet, you've gotten your sea legs, so to speak. You're pretty well equipped and you're pretty well able to ski fast now. Some of your, or, uh, skate fast now, some of your old tricks might be coming back to you. Your muscle memory is starting to come back to you. And then right as that happens, it's time to go, right? Your hour, your two hours or whatever you rented was up. So now you gotta roll back out, take your skates off, you know, put your shoes back off and go, put your shoes back on and go home. And uh, I think he's saying the date is kind of a lot like that. If you don't get the domestic economy discussion out of the way, if you don't get the necessities out of the way, when you go on the date, you'll spend the whole day addressing those. And at the very end, you'll have just, you know, five minutes of time to get the romance back. Don't lose that romantic vision, man. That's, that's a big mistake, but you have to, you have to work at it like, you have to work at it real hard to keep it alive, but it's worth it if you can do it. You'll you'll see the you'll see you, what do you see? You see the eternal beautiful spirit of your partner if you do that right. You can see them at every stages of their of all the time you've known them. You can see who they are at all the stages of their life at the same time. It's really something. Love does that. You know, it transforms your perceptions in that way. It reminds you of what's about the remarkableness of being alive and the great fortune you have in finding someone that you can weave your story together with and, and embark on the adventure of life. But it takes cultivation, you know? It takes cultivation. Okay, and that's where he ends his video. Guys, a remarkable video altogether. I hope you've enjoyed this little mini-series reviewing his work. I just always, I always love Jordan Peterson's content. He just gives such sound reasoning such sound advice, and if you can get past his complicated language, what he's really saying is profoundly simple. Prioritize time with your spouse. Get rid of anything that stands between you and connection with your spouse. Have protected space, have protected time with your spouse. Get the details of running a ship out of the way before you have, it, before you have a date. Get the details of running a house out of the way before you have your date so that that is not the only thing you talk about on your date. Those steps are really simple. and. I know Jordan Peterson talks very uh, intellectually at a high level sometimes, but if you really break down what he's saying and you boil it down to the truth of what he's saying, uh, he's just got so much good stuff in there, man. Just so much good stuff. And his wife, too, there. Uh, Miss Tammy, uh, Jordan and Tammy, um, amazing couple. She added several things in there that I don't want you guys to miss either about uh, what gets in the way on a date if you haven't addressed it prior. So I hope you guys have enjoyed this episode. As always, if you have, reach out and let us know what you thought through the link in the show notes. You can send us a personalized audio voice message, giving us thanks, comments, questions, anything you want at all. We love to hear those. It makes us feel super connected to our audience. You can also follow the Restorable Report podcast on Instagram and Facebook if you're interested in the content we post there as well. So thank you guys so much for listening today, and we will talk to you next time.